What is up, everybody? It's time for another episode of, you guessed it, Philosophy. I am your host, Phil, and I got with me today one of my best friends in the world, Mr. G. Grant Goodwin. Hello, hello. I don't know why I said G. Grant. <laughs> like, there's not like... Yeah, it's yeah. Not, the G. Rant is usually G. What, Rant, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. G. Rant. It's Grant. So, yeah, man. So, how you been? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here. That's um, awesome. I, the reason I'm here is because this weekend was the uh, ladies' retreat at Lake Yeah, Yelp. it was. It was uh, that was a fun weekend. I was able to drum for for the event, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, thank you for putting everything together. I know there was a lot of tech stuff and setting up the drums and all the other instruments and things like that. I'm sure it took a lot last night too. Uh, I'm not sure if all that stuff's torn down yet. Not yet. Not. We're, we're doing that tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's fine. I mean, it's not as much as it was last year. Thankfully, we got that new sound system put in there. Yeah, dude. And so it it sounded really good. It was it was fun. So I had to get. Is some there a little things. bit of bias in that? Sounded really good because it's <laughs> kind of like the stuff that you put in. It was your little dream wish nah, list. I I don't know. I mean, there might be a little bit of bias there too. I, I uh, the the problem with where the sound booth was is it was upstairs, and so it was like you know. It was above the speakers because the oh. way the speakers were angled down, I couldn't hear anything. And so when I was up there mixing the whole time, you know, I'm like, when I get it to sound what sounds good to me, I had people like Christina um, down in the You're in front, you don't hear it, texting me going, turn this up, turn this down, adjust this, adjust that. You know, I told her not to work, but I said, if there's something sounds awful that I'm not hearing, just text me. Because if out of anybody, I trust you to say that this sounds awful. And so they, uh, the one thing you just said was just it was just loud. I'm like, but it's it's not a great spot to be up there. And so yeah. I jokingly joked with the people like you know, I said, Hey, twenty twenty six but our budget, put it build a sound booth on the on the floor. <laughs> and so but they they then started to list off a, a list of things that needed to be done first before a new sound booth was involved. I mean if anything and it, and it's not it it would be like a temporary solution, but having some type of speaker up there. Yeah. As to, well, like a modern hear, mix, yeah. kind of like at Village Park in that, mm-hmm. uh, whatever, the sound room. Yeah, the video room. The video room. To be able to hear what's going on. Yeah, give you some type of reference of the, the higher ends, because you're probably not getting that crystal clear stuff up there. But Yeah, well, I was definitely getting my exercise in on Friday, going, like, I come up, start the track, because the computer's right next to Did the Did you trip board. and fall on those stairs? Because they're they were pretty steep. They're very shallow stairs and just they're tall. Like, yeah, they're like five-inch stairs. Like, they're super small, but no, I did not. I, uh, uh, I did... Coming down, I was not looking, and I missed the last step. Mm. I didn't trip. I didn't, like, fall, but I, like, I landed hard. Like, you know, when you miss a stair and you just, like, land really hard, not expecting there to be, a yeah like, that far of a drop. <laughs> Were there any ladies out there? No. At the time? Just, no. Hello, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the most, like, interesting, like, hello. Yeah, that's that's the <laughs> that's the roughest point uh, about that conference is those, you know, it's just all women. Mm-hmm. So they'll see, and I've been going to them I think like five, seven, seven years or something like that. I think yeah. we've done it since like 2015 or something yeah, or 14. I think seven years right now. Seven. I think this is seven, seven or eight. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. But they, the, the ladies take over the bathrooms. <laughs> they, that they do. And the men's rooms. So this year uh, <laughs> on Friday, uh, they, they actually had one of those pool behind restroom trailers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assumed, okay. That's where the guys go because they, right. they're going to take everything else. They'll, they'll put the guys out As know, outside. Have. Yeah. Um, so I go in and, uh, you know, I, I use the restroom, whatever. I start washing my hands. Somebody comes out uh, from one of the doors and I look over and she's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> 
like nothing on the like said all, yeah said women's only oh man um that's awkward yeah so you know we just small talked in the restroom <laughs> how's your day doing or whatever you know she had no clue what i was doing up there i was hidden behind in that drum set so she had no clue who i was you know that's fantastic um yeah tough that's stuff funny. that's the, those, that's the roughest part of that that yeah, really is the roughest part of the, never the knowing thing. who's going to be in the restroom yeah that was um because normally they so like the one section by like where you come out of the stage is the men's restroom right there yeah. usually they have the door open yeah and so uh the doors usually prop the first there's like a door and then you'll like walk into like a little hallway and there's there's a second door um and then like when you walk in there that's the like so usually that second door shut four doors open well they um so the first day i walked in i i went to that restroom because i'm like it's like there's no leads around here at all like they're all off doing whatever they need to do so that's why i try to use the restroom as whatever i love how we're talking about using the restroom at the women's retreat but like that's that's why i mean it's a strategy you have to strategize these things it is because when you're three three or four men in the whole building compared to 600 women you never know exactly and so i'm like i always go when they're not around the building and so i uh but yeah no it was uh, <laughs> i can't, that's funny because i remember they did that a couple years ago when i was there i went to the men's restroom and it, there was a sign that said women women's not no men men outside so we went outside and there's like an rv trailer yeah <laughs> and that's what that's how it was our bathroom and I was like, "Yep, this is this is this is it." And this, <laughs> so, but but yeah, man, it's it's fun. It was good. Glad to have you down there. You know, fun having hearing you play drums. I've always been a fan. Uh, kind of tying that into your, you know, tell me a little bit more about like. So obviously, like I said, you're my, one of my best friends. We've known you. I've, we've known each other since like seventh, sixth, seventh grade. Somewhere, like, yeah. Whenever been, you moved to to Varys or Leesburg. Yeah, so that was about seventh grade when I met you, yeah. and so which is a long time ago kind of crazy i think we've been friends this long yeah. you know and um but yeah tell me a little about tell our listeners like i said our tens of listeners <laughs> um a little bit about yourself like you know you're born and raised in florida you know what what is it what is the story of grant ghost just a brief overview of like from where you born went to high school went to college what do you do for your job now kind of thing okay um yeah um born and raised in florida i was actually born in orlando but raised in Leesburg. Same. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was raised in Leesburg, but, you know, born in Orlando. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I, I was just in Orlando for, like, you know, a couple of days or whatever. It was just, like, the <laughs> special hospital. I was born in, like, the Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I've been going to this church my whole life uh, until nice. I moved off for college. Then I you know, obviously went to a church <laughs> in that geographical area of Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, but did my elementary years – at Leesburg Elementary, nice, and then middle and high school, I was at First Academy, which is the church or the school connected to this church. Mm-hmm. Um, great time there, uh, lots of really good friends. We're able to stay close because nice. there were, it. I mean, my graduating class <clears throat> was twenty six. Yeah, <clears throat> so it was just you know you know those people like they're they're going to be mm-hmm. your friends no yeah. matter what. Um, and so it was just a good opportunity. Are uh, you still connected to any of any yeah, of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I text a lot of them. Nice. All of the time. Nice. Uh, or, or if I'm not texting them, I'm calling them just to see what's up. Nice. Um, there's there's a a good amount of maybe like five or six whenever I come to Leesburg that mm-hmm. I can just text and say like, hey, you want to hang out? Nice. Whatever. That's um, cool. Yeah. So it is it is pretty nice, but. Yeah, and then first two years of college at Lake Sumter, or Lake Dumpster, whichever one. Um, <laughs> that was the nickname that some of the first academy students would call it. Uh, and then 
my junior and senior year at UF. Nice. Um, that's exciting. Business major. So that that's the school. Uh, and then job. So two jobs. One is with the church here, FBC Leesburg. And then, uh, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second, but the job that I do like day in, day out, right. my nine to five, mm-hmm. um, is working with the Florida Division of Emergency Management, nice. which is uh, the state level of FEMA. So mm-hmm. it's state, state run, state led. Um, nice. And it's think of it as disaster relief, but also prevention uh, and response and recovery and mitigation. So there's like a whole aspect to it, but everything disaster management, mm-hmm. emergency management. Uh, I worked in Tallahassee for two and a half years uh, in mitigation for a program that uh, helped mitigate the effects from hurricanes on homes and uh, public structures. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got a lot of grant management, project management out of that. Nice, But I, I learned a lot, but then I started to get like a plateau. Mm-hmm. I wasn't learning as much anymore. Uh, and I wanted to continue learning a different aspect of emergency management. So I am now working in the recovery mode as mm-hmm. well as a little bit of mitigation, mm-hmm. but I am now a coordinator for the state, nice. which means that the state's actually for us broken up into 10 regions. I have region seven, which is South central Florida and I'll go drive around those areas. Mm-hmm. I service five counties in particular, um, and I help them with all of their needs for recovery needs. Nice. Um, most of that right now has to do with Hurricane Ian that hit last year, mm-hmm. last September. Um, and they have a bunch of projects where they're building, rebuilding whatever structures on the public side, so their city halls or their police stations, whatever mm-hmm. were affected. Nice. Um, and FEMA, at the end of the day, as long as they get all of the work done properly, it's mm-hmm. um, the scope of work is completed, uh, FEMA will pay like s- at least 75% of the project. The nice. state will pay 12.5%. And so the local cost share for a project is mm-hmm. 12.5%. Um, but yeah, and, and sometimes the federal government will pay for 100% mm-hmm. uh, of these projects. Uh, for particular projects, sometimes at particular times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it and it's wildly impressive how much money will get funneled into uh, the local governments, especially those governments that mm-hmm. um, are very small, meaning like they don't have a lot of people or a, a big tax base because mm-hmm. there, there'd be no way for them to be able to rebuild after disaster if the state and the feds did not come in to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but we assist what they do locally. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I enjoy what I do. Uh, awesome. It's it's a career path that I think I'm going to stay in for the long haul. Nice. Um, actually got into it because of First Baptist. Uh, Josh Gussler, uh, maybe 10 years ago, 2015 or so, um, he, I was helping him. I was kind of like quasi-interning with the church, just mm-hmm. trying to learn some AV stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but he had some meetings or helped out with, and it was at Lake Yale. Yeah. Um, the Southern Baptist Disaster Relief has their resource center, mm-hmm. uh, logistics center in Umatilla uh, at Lake Yale. And I would help him out with some oddball things, like helping with some 
projector so they can do a meeting and mm -hmm. it was i wasn't really getting into it but i was just exposed right to what disaster relief is like mm. i was like wow this is really cool and that was like i was in 10th grade at the time mm -hmm. um but i never like thought about it again after that 10th grade summer yeah um but then once college hit and specifically my third year at uf i was needing to do an internship so I was like, oh yeah, what about that? That thing I did like six years ago. Let mm -hmm. me try this out. Let me see. So I text Josh uh, and, and do a call with him. He's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I can find a find an internship for you, and you know, it'd be fun. Mm -hmm. But you should really consider looking for uh, a job or an internship with the state because you'll just get a lot more experience. Mm -hmm. That was probably the best piece of advice um, <laughs> I've ever taken. Right. Because I did, and because of that, so many opportunities have come. That's awesome. Um, that, that's how I got my job with the state whenever I graduated. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, and I, I'll use the word fun because I love helping others mm -hmm. um, in their time of need. Uh, it's just kind of weird to use the word fun when it might be their the worst day of their life, mm -hmm. uh, and you're just coming in to help them. Yeah. Um, and, and the great part about it is a lot of times they have no clue who you are. Right. They'll never meet you again. They'll never know your name. Right. Um, like you're not doing it for recognition. You're mm -hmm. doing it just because you know it's going to help them. Yeah. Um, That's cool. And it's just, it's awesome. It's that, awesome. That so, is awesome. Anyways, I could talk like a whole <laughs> episode about emergency management and, and how cool it is. Um, I think it's a very, very amazing career path for, for people. And it's a it's an up-and-coming um, career nice. because a lot of people don't just start in emergency management. Emergency management is like a newer thing. Mm -hmm. um, most of what we do for public service would be a paramedic, fire rescue, or police. Mm -hmm. And so this emergency management is like a new sector. Um, nice. So, yeah. That's cool, man. So that's your that's your current nine to five job. Uh, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, you have um, a second job with us, uh, which is technically your first job. Uh, with yeah, us technically my first job was with the church, and so that job um, primarily right now is right and you know, at this moment is Ableton, in which for people who don't know what Ableton is, Ableton is when you're on Sunday morning and you're seeing you know on a typical like just say for like an eleven o'clock contemporary service, you see electric, bass, drums, piano, keyboard, acoustic. But then all of a sudden you hear like a violin come in. You're like, wait, where the heck did that come through? It's, just it's Grant. It's Grant, yeah. Grant's, Grant's, at, Grant's back there just playing He's violin. somewhere out there <laughs> ripping it, dude. Exactly. And so, but no, back in, it's like, it's backing tracks. There's, that's, I think this is a very simplistic way to say what Ableton is. I mean, Able, there's a lot more that goes into it that you do on a day in and day out basis for that. Um, but how, how did you get, like get started with FBC? Like what happened with that? So like when and how, what, why? Uh, let's see how I want to start this because I can go. Uh, whatever, we'll we'll just go into it. Um, I was playing rock band uh, at the Freskins' house in seventh grade. Uh, they they had this thing where every Sunday night they had they took the youth out to a specific parent's house and mm -hmm. they had like a. I don't know. I'll just call it a house party. Right. Um, on a Sunday evening, they, they had dinner or whatever, a message, but then there was, like, games or, or whatnot. Nice. Uh, it was pretty fun. Um, so I was out there playing the drums on rock band, 
And Jay Mudd, the youth pastor at the time, was like, oh, wow, you can play the drums. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it, it's fun. He's like, come play bongos for us. Because uh, we had uh, Tanner Roselle was playing drums at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just, he's like, well, we got a bongo, so play that. So I did that. Um, and at some point, uh, Tanner transitioned out, didn't want to drum. Or it just It didn't work out logistically. It was just a lot of, it was a time commitment, I think. Uh, so I, I kind of hopped in, um, to which my first night I was playing drums. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick Holland was the worship leader at the time. And I just remember just being so nervous, Mm -hmm. just like in rock band, we, uh, is it bailed or failed? We, we failed a song by we grant (laughs) could not keep the drum beat for the song. Uh, and we just totally crashed out, uh, by verse two of this song. Maybe we made it to the chorus, Mm. but it was a struggle to get to that chorus. Right. Um, so I, I'll, I'll always remember the face Nick gave me just like he turned around from playing acoustic and just looked at me and just like, dude, we just did that. Oh, that's so tough. Um, and I was, I looked at him like, yeah, I feel so defeated, man. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's just go to the next song. Just go to the next song. I mean, I didn't say that obviously right. cause I'm like in a, in a drum cover thing. Yeah. Um, and he starts strumming the chords again. We start the song over and I was like, I didn't get it the first time, dude. <laughs> Why do you think I want to get it again? Uh, we made it through, but man, mm. that Thursday morning at, at first Academy, I felt terrible, dude. Everybody Oof. was just like, bro. Yeah. 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 It was a it was a tough time, but yeah, haven't had that hasn't happened since. I, I'm sure there's times where it was we're getting close. Right, I was feeling that way on Friday doing I thank God. Mm. I was like, dude, Dang. dude, this is the first time I've like ever played this song. <laughs> I know the song, but oh, this beat. Because I, I remember you came in and you're like, I had like the standard like beat. I was like, ah, oh, ah, oh, and you, then you got like you got onto. It was like, okay, there we go, there we go. Oh yeah, dude. Every time, all the time, I'm mm. just making it up. <laughs> And I think you can tell from out there, like Grant is just out there, just making it up. You know, it, is <laughs> it sounds it is. fine though. You kept in tempo. I'd rather be playing acoustic sometimes, but yeah. oh man. But yeah. anyways, anyways, you kept in tempo. So all right, so so I, I'm I'm in the music ministry uh, and kind of go through that throughout middle and high school. Um, so when I graduate high school, uh, there was just like a weird shift with the youth group where they needed somebody to help lead, um, but there wasn't anybody that I could have like shepherd mm-hmm. to get into that role. Yeah. Um, so uh, Steven kind of saw that gap, Steven Wagamont. Uh, and and uh, we were, I was actually at Planet Fitness um, my senior, I, I guess I just graduated or something like that, or I was about to, um, but he knew like my time was running out with mm-hmm. the youth group. So I'm, I think I'm like, doing the bench press or whatever, he comes up like straight off the treadmill. I mean, he's like red in the face, sweat coming down. Like can barely talk. And he's like, Hey Grant. And I was like, what's up, Steven? He's like, Hey, Hey, um, I want you to work for me. And I was like, doing what? What do you mean? He's mm-hmm. like, just what you're doing now. just, just do it. Uh, you'd help, help with, uh, some stuff on Sundays, play mm-hmm. for, for on Sundays, help with the youth man kind of do what you're doing, but now just kind of get like a dollar or two from it. And I was like, okay, okay, sure, sure. So, um, 
we had a, so we said it was like work for me and I did, I was working, but it was like mm-hmm. a, an internship that was only supposed to last my senior summer until I started at, uh, Lake Sumter. Right. Well, I do that. And then, you know, my classes start rolling around and, um, I'm still coming in on Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays playing on Sunday. Uh, I'm still doing like the, the time card thing. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of keep it quiet. Cause I'm like, <laughs> maybe he forgot. Uh, cause I'll, I'll just continue working. I mean, I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing. Right. Um, but I like, so like October runs around and I kind of like, like ask Abby, like, Hey Abby, does, does Steven know that I'm still like here? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, well, am I, you know, am I still an intern or like what's going on here? And she's like, I don't, I don't know what to call you, but you're, you're working for us. Don't worry. Like you're not, we're nice. not going to revoke the internship now. <laughs> you're just going to be like an intern forever. So I, I literally think that's still probably my position title is just intern. Probably. Uh, that was my, my email address for the longest Music time. Music intern. Yeah. yeah. Was, we finally yeah. got you a great, good one. Yeah. Finally. Um, that's funny. Yeah. And I think you can still type in music and turn it all forward to my email. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't tried it out, but that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Steven just randomly at planet fitness is how I started. Nice. Um, and so I think that was like 2016 or so, but, but I just like was working with you throughout high school. Uh, and you helped out with the team as well. A very hardworking guy. Uh, and I remember, I don't remember the specific circumstance, but it was like around that time, uh, 2017 or mm-hmm. so. 2017 is when I came on. Yeah, 2017. Because 26, so 20, yeah, so 2015, 2015, yeah, 2015, we had a um, 4-H event at the church, and that need that needed sound run to be run sound for, and so Josh came to me and said, "Hey man, you've been doing like a lot around here." He's like, "You do you want to?" you want to come in and do this? You want to run sound for this event for me? I'm like, sure. That's awesome. I'd be happy to, you know? <coughs> but, um, and so I'm like, so anyways, and so then I, like every Sunday he was teaching me things how to run sound and I eventually, I ran sound for that event and it, it went well and it was fun and it was good. And then don't like basically at the end of it, like went back to doing lights and pro presenter, just kind of doing that kind of stuff. And then 2016 rolls around and, um, Duncan comes to me and goes, hey, man, I just, like, had just been, like, two weeks at, like, college Sunday, Sunday school. Like, had just transferred out of, like, high school mm-hmm. into college. Just started with uh, Chad and Julie Brewster. Or, um, maybe it's Brewster? I don't know. Chad and Julie um, were the, yikes, that was my stomach. <laughs> um, That's what it is at 104. Yeah. When I say, I, let's podcast right after, you're like, are you sure you don't want to get lunch first? Yeah. Hey, but no, it's fine. My bad. Now you're good. But yeah, so we get to, um, so we get there and it's like two or three weeks into the, the class and then Duggan comes to me and goes, hey man, I remember this exact phrase, what can I do to make, to get you to never go to Sunday school again? Uh-huh. And I'm like, um, <laughs> what? He goes, well, our 945 um, sound tech, Steve Brown, I don't remember him. He used to run. Um, I, 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 you probably know. You probably. Yeah, if I saw him. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, he he was um, leaving the church, not on any bad terms, but just they were moving to a different camp, uh, to a different church, and so I think they were moving like out of the area and stuff. But so he's like, "We need a sound tech." I was like, "Sure." 
no problem. And so then I went like I went in and got like two weeks of training at the nine forty five service. Like here's your here's your training. Like here you go. And then like it was that was it. And so like every Sunday nine forty five, I would do that. And then Jared would come back from Village Park and he'd do eleven o'clock. Like that was just the transition period. Occasionally I started doing it. Jared I'm like, hey man, I want more. I want more experience. Like let me start running sound for eleven o'clock. Like put me on. And so and occasionally he would, you know. And he'd be, he'd be there, and I'd run in, and I was learning and doing things. And um, I remember I came to a rehearsal, and Stephen's like, hey, I need you to uh, mix my in-ears. I was like, sure. How? He goes, you don't know how to do that? This, Mind you, this has been like six months into me running the 945 service now. I've been running sound for like six-plus months, and I didn't know how to like mix anything, like mix into stuff. I knew how to mix the faders. Mute, yeah. Mute them, mute fader up, down. Yeah, just the mains, but not, not yeah. the, the monitors or yeah. in-ears. Like that's the only thing I knew how to do is like fader up, fader down, mute, unmute, and that was it. And so like I remember Steven from the stage on guitars like, okay, go to the right. Like he literally like walked me through from the stage how to mix his own in-ears. And I like, hit the button. He's like, down, turn this up, turn this down, I hit the button again. I'm like, okay, I got that. That's okay. That's an easy concept. And so, and then I remember, you know, that whole 2016 year, I did that, 945 and stuff like that. 2017 rolls around. And then I remember um, that's when Jared was leaving. He was going back to Morrison. And he's, and then I remember Stephen, or Duncan called me and he goes, hey man, we want to talk. And so like I walked in and Stephen goes, um, want to hire you 10 hours a week, like Sunday, Wednesday, that's it. Like that's, you know, you want the job. I literally like accepted on the spot. I was like, let's go. And then, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I was yeah. the same way too, dude. It's yeah. like, who, who doesn't want to work for Steven? Exactly. Yeah. Like, I've I've been offered jobs in, like, different positions and for other, you know, other churches. I've been told about other things. I've, I've always turned them down because I'm like, I'm never going to have another boss like Steven. Steven's just such a fantastic man and a boss and great to work for. And I have we have an awesome team here. And it's, it's you know, something you, you never find anywhere else. Yeah, and I don't want to deviate too much, but mm-hmm. – um, my workplace um, can sometimes be just very rough uh, in the sense of just like how people act, how mm-hmm. they act towards each other and things like that. And it's just very refreshing to come back to the church like, and just walk into the office and everybody's mm-hmm. very kind to each other. Yeah. They're just laughing, getting along. Yeah. Teamwork. For um, sure. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it is so refreshing. Um, and like playing this weekend, it was just like, I think I kind of felt like just awkward just being around all of like <laughs> so many kind people all at the same time. Like, what do I do? Yeah. And I, I was just like, just quiet. I was just like <laughs> taking it in. I was like, okay, cool. And it was good to remind myself of like, you're not alone. Yeah. You know, and you awesome. need to find community, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. So 2017 rolls around and mm-hmm. you're starting to work. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. That was Sundays and Wednesdays. Cause I, I remember asking Duncan about that. Cause like, you know, Sunday was the priority, right? You did Sunday, and then you did you did Sunday morning rehearsal. But then after Sunday morning rehearsal was late night. Then I would, I would clock out. But I was running sound for late night. I was, like, doing things. I was work helping, you know. Because I think at that point, uh, were you still around 2017? Or is that, yeah. You yeah, were, I was I was here the whole time until 18. 18. 18 is when I moved to Gainesville. I, rem- I do remember that. I remember that first Wednesday you were gone. Stephen called me and said, hey, man. Because you had, like, taught me. You're, like, you had, you taught me Ableton, and you would, like, mm. show me how to do these things. And I remember Stephen called me and go, hey, man, I need you to build an Ableton set for late night. Can you do it? I've seen Grant do it a hundred times. I'm sure I can handle it. Yeah, no problem. 
I remember I put the song so close together. Oh, yeah, dude. You're ready. Next <laughs> like, song. We're going. Like, like, I mean, and it was like, it was one of those, like, it like, like, we do that now, but it's in the same key. You know, like, sure. so you're not transitioning. I mean, we were going from, like, F sharp to, like, B flat. And yeah, so, this was before your, like, foundations of, like, music theory yeah, or class I, that you had, had last semester. Yeah, I had no idea of, like, <laughs> any key transitions. So I just transitioned them so tightly that Steven literally could not play the, like, change his capo fast enough to play. Like, he started to start singing and change his guitar. But, nah, yeah, man, it's been fun. 2017, 2018, you know, and then here we are, 2023. And it just... We're old, dude. We are. We are old. I, I remember being... We talked about being at late night, and late night was always a fun thing, and I always enjoyed late night. Um, but, like, you know, late night used to be, like, 23 to 26, 28, you know, like, older, you know, the older side. And I always felt, you know, I always went with that age group. And so, but now that I'm, like, 25, and now it's, like, 18 to 19-year-olds, I'm, like, now I feel <laughs> I'm on the opposite side of the scale. I'm, like, I feel old now. Yeah, dude. So... So, um, yeah, so you and I have worked at the church for, you know, 2016, 2017. So that's, you know, um, we had a staff appreciation lunch thing the other day. And I've been working for FBC Leesburg for 10 years because part of that time was at the thrift store. And because it's all under FBC Inc., it's all linked together. So I've been working for FBC for 10 plus years now. And so, and you've been, you know, at the church your whole life, like I said, from seventh grade on. There. There's always moments in our lives where just dumb things happen, and it's just like oh, I can't believe it happened. Kind of like you did, you talked about with the the drumming, you know. You oh yeah, I mean that. Yeah, that, that was, was like that was awkward, super embarrassing. Dude. So like, but when you're on staff now, so fast fast forward, you're on staff now. You're we're kind of in a higher position, right? And just instead of just volunteering, you're in a different role now, a different perspective. Any give me give me a story or a time frame that like something you're just like ah. Oh, like, it was embarrassing, it was awkward, it was uncomfortable, it was, can't believe I did it. Like, something that just, like, is, you know. I mean, it's like me every morning when I wake <laughs> up, I'm just like, my gosh, I can't believe, you know, I did that or whatever. Um, Legit same. Let's see. <clears throat> one one that I had, um, it was I, I, it was before I moved to Gainesville, so it was, must have been 17, um, 2017 that is. And so it was Cecil Johnson mm. um, was baptizing three people. And, and for those who don't know Cecil, who, who Cecil was, Cecil was a deacon at the church who uh, I believe went through the men's mission he did. Uh, program and was like very um, like involved with that and, and just a leader uh, for those, those men. Yeah. Um, and um, sadly passed away a few years ago. But, and I remember him, like me growing up, he would wear this very nice suit. Mm -hmm. uh, every single Sunday morning, we'd go up, Garrett and I, my brother, would go up to him at the top of the steps of the big church. Mm -hmm. um, and he'd give us like a little piece of candy if oh, we were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if we could say hi or, or just be like respectful. And he was kind of teaching us how to have like manners or whatnot as like mm -hmm. young men uh, and how to interact with adults, etc. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was always like very exciting to go like say hi to mr cecil right um so he's baptizing three people mm -hmm. uh our our worship order says three people right um i'm standing and this is at the downtown campus i'm standing by that door on stage right next mm -hmm. to steven um two people get baptized right and i know there's three people getting baptized steven looks at me and like does some type of tap where it's just kind of like let's go 
and he starts walking straight to the piano. Um, so I'm like, I guess we somehow know there's only two baptisms. Like maybe we, there was some type of mix up or maybe right. that person did it at the first service or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, in my head was like, it's game time. Let's go. So I have my, <laughs> my in here headphones, which are basically glorified earplugs. Right. Uh, so I hear nothing on the outside. Mm-hmm. I just hear what's going on whenever, you know, the, the Ableton track turns on. So right. I run, click the button to play uh, Build Your Kingdom Here. Oh, no. Uh, which oh, no. starts with just, like, a guitar strum, and it's, like, some drums. Yeah. Uh, so I just, like, press the button. We're going. I'm strumming my guitar. Um, I mean, he's in the middle of baptizing this person. They're they're going into the water, and I'm like, da 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 And so I go through, like, four bars, um, and I'm like, oh, it's weird that Steven's not, like, playing with me. And so I look up I, and like, I've always had like an issue at that point <laughs> in my life where I was like, I just keep my head down. We're just going to play through. Like, I was very like, uh, not confident. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I look up Oof. and, and then Steven, he's looking at me kind of like graciously, but just like, what are what you are doing? You doing? <laughs> so, uh, I, then I realized the mistake that I've made. Mm. Um, and I press stop and I'm uh, sorry. So, so then I turn around uh, and look at the baptistry and Stiesel <laughs> is dead eyeing me and just throws this body down into the water and just like lifts this person up. And I just was like, man, alive, dude, how crazy is that? I cannot believe myself. Oh, uh, man. so yeah. So then I just like Damn. shaking my head, like, no way, man, I'm so sorry. You know, I kind of did like a little wave to the person just like, I'm sorry. I'm glad you're, you know, professing your faith. Uh, publicly like this. Um, <laughs> I was just but, playing some ambient behind yeah, you, man. <laughs> you know, just make it a more impactful. Mm. Um, so just like me bailing on that song um, in seventh grade, we start the song again, uh, and I, I just strum again. And this, like, I, I couldn't look up in the congregation the entire time. I had my Oof. head straight down. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is awkward. Uh, look at Stephen. Look down. Look at yeah. Stephen. Look down. <laughs> and, but like, and, and Stephen knows, like, things like that happen all the time. So he's not going to, like, afterwards say, like, you know, you can never do that again. It's just, yeah. like, it just just be more careful. You yeah. Know? And, I, and it was just me, like, misinterpreting, like, a sign yeah. of him just, like, tapping me. You know, mm-hmm. it's just things like that happen all the time. Right. Like, every Sunday there's something like that where mm-hmm. somebody just doesn't understand one thing, and so mm-hmm. they do another uh, so <laughs> yeah, anyways, that was like, it was pretty embarrassing, but you know, that was like six years ago. That's who, who cares now? But right. you know, it's just something that I've always thought of. That's funny. What about yeah. you? Do you have anything? Oh, I mean, there's always something. I mean, I think there was, there was one time I was, so we do things at the downtown campus day in and day out. Just we're constantly, that stage is constantly getting rearranged, moved, pulled, changed. You know, there's always something going on. And we have what's called a stage box. And so that's, you know, that's where you plug all the XLRs in. Well, the the stage boxes at downtown have a lid that flaps down and covers the whole box. But it's got a smaller, like, lid that flips and, like, open, opening that flips open oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the cables yeah, to go yeah. through. That's about a three-and-a-half, four-inch by four-inch box, like, you know, small, small or whatever. So I'm by myself. It's a Monday. I'm pushing the piano across the stage. Just try to get it to, you know rolling through, and I I feel it's like dun dun. I'm like okay, but I'm over I'm over the stage box. That's fine. I I can roll over these things. Didn't realize that the opening it was the same size as the piano leg. Yikes! And the piano leg fell into 
the thing and and oh, I did not want to look down. I was like, I broke this piano. Like it's broke. Like I, I don't know how I'm gonna go to Steven. Like I, this is a fifteen thousand dollar, probably more piano, and I just broke the piano. Like like the heck, you know. And so I look down and I can see it's just in the hole. I was like, okay, I can do this. So I like, so then I'm like, okay, I don't want to go get help because this is embarrassing. So I like straight like deadlifted the piano out of the hole oh, <laughs> and picked it up. Like in, in, I think I hurt my back that day. <laughs> just like I squatted and just like deadlifted this thing and moved it over. And like, okay, always like now I'm always like double checking the boxes. Like still this day, I'm like, oh, what? I'm like, watch out, there's a hole. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's just things like that that stick in your head, you know. I um I remember my first time running lights ever for the church. I misinterpreted a cue from Josh, and Josh said go, but he wasn't talking to me, so I went go on lights. But so then at the time, you know how like are right, we have movers, so we had we had movers that would come down and and would like would wash the stage, and then but I transitioned too soon. And so I didn't transition back fast enough, so Josh came over and hit the back button. So as Steve was walking out, light just came and flashed and hit Steve right in the face. And uh. Steve's like, oh, wow, that's, like, really bright. And I'm like, ah, oh, dang, that's just rough. And so I think I think there's just moments, moment, we all have moments like that that I've had. They're just, like, just awkward little, like, moments. So. Yeah. Lights, lights is my least favorite um, thing to do. Just because, like, mm-hmm. I, I just volunteering in high school or whatever i just felt so like nervous that all mm-hmm. the lights are going to shut off because <laughs> i think it happened to me once and then just like somehow there was some type of miscommunication with the board and then, like the board wasn't working mm-hmm. and it was just like just off like the lights are just off Oof. um that's rough you know and just everyone's starting to like turn back at the booth like what in the world yeah that's the one thing we always joke about one. is like you know anything could happen at all Anything can happen. They automatically look at the sound booth. Like, oh yeah, dude! Like it, it could be anything that's AV related. Nine times out of ten, it is. But it could be, you know, someone forgot to turn a microphone on. They're gonna look at look at you, you know. Grant starts strumming a guitar while they're like playing the baptism. Like who unmuted Grant? Exactly. But I think <laughs> I think my saving grace on that was um, Jared said my guitar wasn't in the house. Yeah, he still had me muted. So. Yeah, thank you, that's thank you, Jared. The, if you ever listen to this, right? That that's the nice part about I think have we do scenes at the time we weren't doing scenes, but we do scenes now is like things are muted when they need to be muted. You know, um, today we actually had a moment where I transitioned from song two to GPF, and the uh, the GPF uh, scene everything was muted, and so it was that song if I got Jesus, you know, and mm-hmm. how it has that like that final like just that roll out. Well, at that time. We were like, Shannon's on stage waiting to talk, and he's in the corner. But Shannon t- always talks, and so I'm like, I'm not going to unmute you right now because they're still playing that, that outro. But in that transition, I'm like, oh, well, transition scenes. It'll still roll out, and his mic will be unmuted. It's going to be fantastic. As soon as we transition. What did you just say? Did you fan- just, I, oh. said, I said fan- I mentioned- It sounded like fantastic. <laughs> I mean, because I guess you are panning to the next scene. But- yeah, fan- fantastic, okay, I, I was going to say, but uh, fantastic. Like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a smooth transition, and but everything was muted. Mm. So it was just so like, it just hard cut because at, during eight thirty, um, Patrick lifted it, and so they had art. But the song that was before the welcome at eight thirty was was done. It was there was no write out. Same thing at nine forty five. It, it's the same scene for all three services. So I didn't think about it because it's it. 
I, but I was like, dang. So I, I took the time and I muted everything. I'm like, so we don't have that problem again. But, but yeah, man, I think there's just all those, there's moments like that that we're constantly, you know, it's just things you, it, it's the little things you don't think about that turn out to be the most embarrassing thing. And then you never forget that. There's plenty of times that I'm like, ah, oh, I call it the feedback issue that, you know, never forget that. I'll never forget moments. Which is and, good you know, for us to, to never forget that. But like everybody else forgets it. Exactly. You know, like, like they, I don't remember any type <laughs> of technical issue that happened like three months ago. Right. You know? Yeah. I think there's, there's moments that I'm just like, ah, oh, like I'm going to take that. Like there's, there, there was a time where we had a Sunday morning. This is a long time ago, very long time ago. It was me and there was another guy that was helping me run sound that day. And we just, I wasn't looking at Steven the whole time. Like it was just, it was, it was a nightmare back there. And there were so many things. And so that it was, it was one of the very few times on Sunday, I got called into Steven's office like Sunday morning. And it was one of those, like it had to be handled right then. Oh man, I was a wreck all day. I was like, oh man, like I'm like, do I have a job tomorrow? Like what's going to happen? Like this was one of the first like true times I ever got called into the office, you know? And so and I got like texted Steven like that afternoon. I was like, Hey man, sure. You probably don't want to hear from me right now, but like, I'm so sorry that this happened today. Just know that this will not happen again. You know? And I've had those moments throughout the, my course of working here, you know, and Steven always texts back, you know, you're forgiven, heard, don't worry about it. Just, and I know, I know it won't happen again, you know? And so that's always been, that's always a nice part about working for Steven is he's tough when he needs, needs to be tough, but he's not, he doesn't belittle you for, like what you did wrong, he doesn't be like, oh, you're you, yeah, you're stupid. He bring doesn't bring it back up. Like it's it's a water under the bridge, hands washed off. Just don't forget it next time, you know. Yeah. And so, but but yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, when did you uh we? This is a little quick little side note here. Um, when did you like? Wh- give me a little bit of your testimony. Like when did you? like accept Christ like when did like when was that uh verbally uh second grade mm-hmm. uh, vacation bible school I, I think we literally had oh no not a clown we had a, a magician of some sort mm-hmm. um and he did some type of spiel uh and then he asked the question uh which like has anybody not is anybody not saved and you know th- that prayer is something like I would pray every week <laughs> not understanding what right. it meant or anything like that. Um, so I, I saw this other kid uh, raise his hand, and I was like, okay, cool. Somebody that will do it with me. I don't want to mm-hmm. be alone. Yeah. So, um, you know, they take me to this room or whatever. The kid's not there. Yeah. You know, I don't know if they put him in another room or whatever, but then I realized, like, oh, man, I'm mm-hmm. scared. Like, I didn't, I thought I was going to be with that guy. I thought we were going to do it together. Um, so they like we pray this prayer uh and i just you know i i like i felt like the weight of the war, like the opposite effect of what like saving grace is mm-hmm. i felt that from that point on uh i now must be perfect i can never mm-hmm. sin again um or god's just going to be like super upset with me and mm-hmm. does just doesn't want me to be part of his family yeah just a complete misunderstanding mm-hmm. of what the gospel is right so like that's where i made that profession uh, but that's literally all it was, was a, like a profession, mm-hmm. uh, like a confession that like, this is here. Right. Uh, but I, I honestly did not mean it. Um, mm-hmm. and I was like terrified. Uh, so, you know, that was second grade. So I obviously just didn't understand what it meant at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
throughout middle and high school, started to understand more and more, especially going to First Academy and having Bible school, Mm -hmm. Bible class every single day, and and like memorizing scripture, understanding the context, Mm -hmm. you know, and being a part of church, started to understand more and more like grace Mm -hmm. and what it what it actually entails. Um, and then I, but it, it wasn't honestly until college until it really clicked. And by mm-hmm. college, I mean my, the, the latter half of the four years at, in Gainesville mm-hmm. where I moved away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I was finally challenged with questions like, why do you believe what you believe? Mm-hmm. And I couldn't rest on the answers like, well, it's cause my, this is like what my parents told me to do, mm-hmm. you know, that that's just that's a terrible answer. Right. You know, like that, that means you haven't thought of yourself and you don't believe it yourself. You're just believing it. Cause yeah, it's what you've grown up and mm-hmm. that's only, that's the only thing you're used to. Right. So I was in a very challenging position to just, why do I believe what I believe? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a, I was part of a, fr- a Christian fraternity Kappa of five. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just really grown, uh, a, a love for the Lord. Mm. Uh, and I would say it wasn't until then, until college that I really started to understand. And it was just like revealed to me, mm-hmm. um, that Jesus is Lord, you know, and, and like mm. I need him and it doesn't matter like how I where what state I'm in, as long as I'm repenting of my mm-hmm. sins and just coming to him. Yeah. Uh, and, and realizing unlike what I did in second grade, realizing that there is nothing that I can do to save mm-hmm. myself and, yeah. and Jesus knows that I'm going to fail him and probably fail him the same day that I like, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, get saved. Right. Um, it, but he doesn't, it doesn't matter as long as the heart's there, mm-hmm. you know, and you come back and you repent all of those things. So it's just, that's good. Yeah. That, that so it's interesting, like my time here at church, because mm-hmm. it's like, I just didn't understand it. I, be, I would say it, but, mm-hmm. it, but I, did not really make that understanding like mm-hmm. from mind to heart into yeah. college. So, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I think I've even had this conversation with you that I believe that I, I, I've seen, because uh, I've, I've, obviously I've, I've known you for a long time, you know, I've, I've seen you grow and change, you know, especially when you went to college. Like, you just, I remember like having a phone call with you one day. I'm like, who are you? Like, who am I talking to? Like, this is not the same grant I talked to you a week ago or two weeks ago, you know, and then seeing that you just, this, this, who you are and how you've grown and how you've changed over the years and the love for the Lord that you have and the fire and passion that you have with that, you know, and how that's this, it's, it's, it, I think it's really cool, you know, even to the smallest, my new detail, I was thinking about this the other day that like you, for your job, you're constantly traveling, you know? So like you you live in Lakeland now, so like you're finding a church in Lakeland, and you think you is I think you said you found one that you're looking at, yeah. and you know you're looking at this church, and you you know you don't just like you don't just jump into a church like for like when I I go if I would if I was to go look for a church I would you know put it to like okay compare it to FPC Leesburg something I know and I know is solid know is true, and I think that's a good foundation there, but like you know when I go away for a weekend. I'm I'm gone on a Sunday, you know. I don't go to church. I take the time to sleep in. I do things like that. Like, I don't think there's a problem with that per se. But like, what I really impressed with you is like, you're like, hey, I'm gonna be in 
you know, Alachua County this weekend. You're you're up in Gainesville. You know, I'm you know, on Sunday I'm going to go to this church. You know, I'm just going to go to church. Like I'm going to go. I mean, you you do the research, you do the things, and you find it, and then you know, have conversations about like, oh yeah, like they were good. Like there were some things about it. Like you know, and just you you you're constantly always searching. You're not just like, you know, well my church is in Lakeland. So I'm not going to, well, because I'm in Gainesville this week or, or I'm in Tallahassee sure. or, I, or I'm in just some random county, I'm not just going to skip church Sunday just because I'm, I don't know a church. Right. Like you're going to, you're going to show up to somewhere, find it, you know, and you're going to, you have your foundations to look for and you're always just constantly doing something like that. And so I've always found that, you know, really cool about you. And that's only been a desire that's happened over the past couple of years. Yeah. Which I um, think that's really cool. Yeah. It's just that college experience. I mean, and and by no means mm. am I some type of perfect person or anything like that. Right. I'm still mm. like sinning daily, and it's mm. just you know you'll come and you're just like, oh my gosh, why? You know, you yeah. think you're like, you know, just pride or whatever. You think you will overcome something, mm-hmm. and, it's, and then the pride gets in the way. And you're like, yeah, it was me, and then it just all comes tumbling down again. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, okay, okay. I get that. Um, That's good. It is, it is not me. <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> it, sure. It is literally the spirit that like helps guide you through those things. That's cool. Uh, it, I, I, that was, that's been something recently. It's just like, um, thinking about willpower and getting through something. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that's not, yeah, that's not, you know, following legalism is not going to, you know, put you at right standing with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's one thing I always tell people is it's not a religion. It's a relationship. Yeah. He cares know? about your heart. Exactly. And once you, once you look at it that way, it's, you know, that's just it. It's 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 something that just blows your mind. That like, you know, this God who, within like, just spoke and everything was there. Like literally, just words came out, and then boom, here's this. Yeah. Like, looks at us and goes, you know, you're my greatest creation. I think that's just the most like yeah, mind-boggling. It's the, the only thing. one where it said it was very good. Yeah. Right. And so like he he like. You look at it and like I love the mountains, right? Mountains are awesome. Like you're in the mountains, you see the ocean, the seas, the like the the, the changing, like all the way to the minute detail of a leaf, you know, like the smallest little thing. And he looked at you and I and said, you, you know, he looked at man and said, it is very good. Like he looked at the leaf, said it was good. He looked at all these things, but he looked at us and said, this is it. This is my greatest. This is this is my. You know, Gudetal, this is my masterpiece. This is this is what it is, you know. I think that's just a very, you know, it's humbling to look at that, you know. To look at that, like, doesn't mean that, that the least worthless and God doesn't look at that that way, you know. But, like, you know, comparing to the... the yeah, there's value together, there. There's yeah, value, There's you know? absolutely value there. And so, so one thing that I, I think is cool that... Something that I've never been able to get into um, is you do the Bible in a year plan. You've done that. You know, you kind of just kind of power through that. You've done that. I just, for me, I if I miss a day, I get, like, I freak out. Like, oh, man, like, I got to read, like, so many chapters now to catch up. And that's I've always had had a thing like that, and that's how my brain works. But you've always powered through things like that, and you've you've done it multiple times, and it, I've, I think it's really cool. And so in through your readings of the Word, what is one of your favorite stories of the Bible? Because that's, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and just in case of anybody's interested in the Bible and your plan, the one that I use is by the Navigators. Navigators is like a college group, mm-hmm. um, and it's called the Discipleship Plan. And it has two Old Testament readings and two New Testament readings a day, mm-hmm. one of them being a gospel, 
so Matthew through John, and then the other one is Acts through Revelation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the Old Testament readings, uh, you have a Psalm or Proverb every day. Mm-hmm. And then the other Old Testament reading is just Genesis through Malachi minus Psalm Proverbs. Yeah. Um, very good plan. And it's only 25 days a month. So mm-hmm. if you miss a day or if you don't want to do weekends, mm-hmm. whatever you can. So you don't have to think of it as, oh, I missed a day. It's just like I have a, a certain amount I need to read um, in a month. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's not, you know, you can get very legalistic about reading plans too. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not worried about like checking the box. Like while I'm still checking the box, mm-hmm. that's not the goal. The right. goal is just to just be in the word yeah, um, and not just read the words because this is what I need to do. It's to, what are the words saying to me? Mm-hmm. Um, what's the context of this, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So it's a really good plan. Um, I might do it again next year. I'm not sure. Um, but there, yeah, I, I tend to really enjoy the old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the old Testament is more, um, reads like a story mm-hmm. and it's just like, there's more of a narrative to it. Yeah. Whereas the new Testament, especially like the gospels, while they are beautifully written, mm-hmm. um, and very like detailed and have like a very balanced structure. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of read like news articles to me. Yeah. That uh, makes sense. Like snapshots of Jesus's life and here's what happened at this time, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Especially Luke. I mean, it is very just meticulous mm-hmm. um, the way that he writes his uh, gospel account. But um, that Old Testament is just like, I don't know, you just like story mm-hmm. time. And, like, and that's what right. we think like as a kid, you know, if your, your parents, your mom, your dad would like read a Bible story. Mm-hmm. You know, they're most of the time reading in the Old Testament. Right. Uh, not necessarily the new. I mean, yeah, they will have like a little gospel presentation they might bring out from time to time. Mm-hmm. Like the Christmas story. Right. Uh, or Easter story. But, um, you know, you, you're growing up in the, the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So, um, but with youth group and church and First Academy, I never really had, I mean, we like, kind of hung out in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kind of just did not hang out in the old. Right. I, I kind of thought the old was for the, like, you know, mm-hmm. that was for time past and we need to just be in the new. Yeah. Um, there was just like a misunderstanding there. So when I did my first through the Bible plan, um, in 2019, I, I, I like started reading through mm-hmm. Genesis. Um, and it started to blow my mind away. Cause I kind of did like a deep dive into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent like, I think three or four months in Genesis, mm. just so much fun. Um, one of my favorite stories. I mean, you were talking just a second ago about like in the beginning was the word. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, that's the beginning of John. Uh-huh. Um, but in the beginning in creation, the creation story, you know, you're pulling Jesus here in the new Testament and showing uh-huh. that he was there at the old uh-huh. and not that he started at the beginning. He was there before time. Right. Time is just something that we can like understand. Yeah. Uh, and I'll use quotes. There was a time before the time, but it just uh-huh. didn't exist at that point. But Jesus has been there forever. Um, eternity eternity past. Um, so my, one of my favorite stories in Genesis is the story of Joseph, mm-hmm. uh, throughout chapters 37 through 50. You want to take out chapter 38. There's like a, <laughs> it cuts into this scene. That's very important to the Bible, by the way. Right. Um, because through this terrible story of just like, just weird things going on with, uh, bloodlines and making sure that like a family has, son mm-hmm. um the, the the uh the kid that's actually born from that it's like twins um the second born actually 
is the one that is through uh, Jesus's line mm-hmm. all the way up to 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 Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like really cool to see like how everything is intertwined, right. even from here at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, this uh, Tamar lady mm-hmm. uh, had no clue that like her bloodline is going to have the Messiah. But yeah, there you go. Which that's cool because I think when you like was it Matthew chapter one so and so if I got so and so if I got so and so if I got so and so you don't yeah and to which Tamar is one of the only women named mm-hmm. uh, it, it, genealogies are usually male driven mm-hmm. um, and but she gets a shout out um, the um, the other there's another girl mm-hmm. uh, the one that's <laughs> Jericho I think um, yeah um, Rahab Rahab yeah Rahab, yeah she's I think she's in there too yeah maybe I don't know. I, I have my Bible right in front of me, but um, I want to talk about Joseph. So Joseph, uh, chapters 37 through 50, um, the, the thing that I really like most about this is you cannot find, in my understanding, in my, my reading through it, mm-hmm. you cannot find where Joseph sins. Mm. Um, he is a sinner. Right. Um, he's not perfect by any means, but the way that it is written, mm-hmm. it's just not shown. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, the words divinely inspired, I, I don't think that if Moses was writing this, I don't think he had any clue, um, mm-hmm. like, why he was writing it the way he was. It was just the way that the Spirit was moving. Uh, but it's it's a picture of what Christ is for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Joseph being the, the firstborn of the one that Jacob, whom Jacob loved, um, and, and then Rachel, Rachel, right? Rachel had two mm-hmm. uh Joseph and and Benjamin. Um, But he, Joseph, was the favored child and had that coat of many colors Mm -hmm. uh, and just, you know, did, was just loved by his father. Yeah. But then his sons, his brothers, sorry, his brothers, like, just didn't like that he got all the attention. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was, like, that was a fault of Jacob to do that. Yeah. He shouldn't have, like, favored one. Out right. of all the others, and the favored one kind of like hangs out with Jacob, within the whatever in the nice house, and then they're all out there working hard. Um, so they had a little bit of envy and you know, mm-hmm. sold him into slavery, whatever. And then years and years and years go by, to which it shows how faithful he is. Like that, mm-hmm. think of like the trials that Jesus has uh, with Satan. You can kind of think of like mm-hmm. the trials that he uh, he being Joseph had with like. Um, Potiphar's wife mm-hmm. and, um, you know, the, 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 what is it? The cupbearer and the, and the baker, mm-hmm. you know, and just like, remember me type thing. And like, uh, three years goes by or whatever. And then, uh, the baker or the cupbearer, I forget which one was like, oh yeah, there's this one guy that could inter- interpret dreams. He actually like interpreted my dream three years ago. And, you know, mm-hmm. and Joseph might be thinking, well, like, this is the end of the life for me. I'm just going to be sitting down here in, in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, but then comes up to be de facto Pharaoh, second in command. He's right. the, the one actually running the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he finds his family again. His brothers mm-hmm. come. Um, and through like a handful of interactions with them, um, does a little bit of testing mm-hmm. himself to see if like, has his brothers changed? Right. Um, because I think the thing that he worried about the most was, poor Benji. Cause mm-hmm. I think the first time they came, Benjamin wasn't with them. Mm-hmm. So Joseph had like, I think he had like a gut feeling of like, Oh, they might've s- sold Benjamin or Benjamin might not be in the picture anymore. Mm-hmm. So he like asked them, like, is Benjamin there? 
like where's the other one like they they kind of thought like oh my gosh he has like knowledge of our family and and knows things that nobody else would know like how Mm -hmm. does he know that right Uh, and they just it wasn't revealed to them um that Mm -hmm. it was his brother and and that same kind of thing happens with um the disciples Mm -hmm. um after the resurrection Mm -hmm. um you know two of them and they might not be up to 12, but two disciples mm-hmm. nonetheless were walking with Jesus and just talking with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he would confirm like all of the scriptures concerning himself. Uh, but just mm-hmm. no, like the, it just wasn't. And there's like words where it's like, then it was revealed. So he, mm-hmm. it was um, when they were doing communion, the Lord's supper. Um, and then like, it, the word revealed was, it was revealed to them. Uh, and then he vanishes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that, there's so many parallels between Jesus and Joseph and Joseph in, um, what is this Hebrew mm-hmm. is Jesus in Greek. Mm-hmm. So like they have the same name. Right. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's, that's Joshua. I think it's yeah, Joshua. Joshua. Never mind. <laughs> but anyways, there's a lot, there's a right. lot of different things. And it's just really cool just going through Joseph's story and seeing how he's faithful the entire time. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give up because he gets put in some weird situations mm-hmm. and some situations where like there's, there's heavy temptation and he follows through. Like he's a very good person to like sh- see as like a role model. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously Jesus is the better, but you know, just to see like somebody who is sinful can also go through those things mm-hmm. and come out. Um, means like don't give up like, yeah always be faithful that's because cool. he's going to be faithful for you that's awesome um, so uh, yeah i just really enjoy that story and it's written over like 20 or 30 pages <laughs> in your bible or whatever yeah um so it's just a good all-around story that's awesome anyways that's good i think one of my favorite stories of scripture in is joshua you know we brought him up in the wall of jericho Specifically speaking, um, just that the craziness of that situation, you know, like there's this, you know, Moses was supposed to be the one that took them into the promised land, and then that didn't happen. And then fast forward now, it's Joshua. Mm -hmm. And then like, and God's like, hey, send, you know, sent down an angel and said, hey, it was an angel prophet, angel, right? It was an angel. Sent down an angel and said, hey, like, this is, this is what God says you're going to do. You're gonna. You're taking your people. It's time. It's time to take your people in the promised land. But he's like, well, there's the wall. You can't get past it. And he's like, yeah, you will. Like, but this is what you gotta do. And then just like taking that and going back to his people and being like, all right, it's time. It's time to go. But this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to walk around the wall, and not say anything. Just be completely silent. Just walk around the wall. Carry the, carry the ark. Just pack up. Take everything and just walk around the wall for seven days. You know, and, and I think there'd be, like, you know, I, I joke and talk about, like, I think, you know, putting yourself in that situation of one of the Israelites and be like, all right, it's time to go. Let's go. And then, like, you get out the first day, be like, all right, we, we trust God. God's been faithful. He's taking care of us through all these things. These things, Like, let's go. You know, day one. All right, cool. Day two. Day three. You know, I think by day three, I, you know, thinking of, like, nowadays, like, you know, that, like, you, you know, you sure you, sure you heard? You know, the angel, right? Like, Joshua, are you sure you translated that message correctly? Are you sure, you know, we're not supposed to do something else? You know, and just thinking about all that and just how, like, you have to be 
every day trusting God. To, you know, even when it the craziness and this the what God says to do seems just immeasurably you know stupid. Stupid. Yeah, I think stupid. that's like it's stupid. Yeah, like it's, it's stupid. A, like that thing. That's just the. I think that's he, the yeah, the I, human nature. Like it's like it's it's so dumb. Like why would you walk around a wall that was um. Uh, what was the dimensions? It was like, oh, like seven miles or something. It was it was insane amount of dimensions. I'd have to. I I'll look it up real quick. But. Yeah, there was the same amount of dimensions, which was like um, the, and just the. Let's see. I'm trying to look it up real quick. I have a. I think I have it on my thing. Um, please hold. <laughs> Where would it be? Right here. Somewhere. Uh, Oh my! Well, while while you're looking, um, yeah, I mean, not even like the third day. I think mm-hmm. the first day, a lot of those Israelites were probably like, "Dude, mm-hmm. you heard what?" <laughs> From, and I, I think that um, that could really be translated to what the Christian life is for us today. Uh, for those people inside the wall, looking mm-hmm. out, seeing what is honestly just stupid like mm-hmm. that's what they're going to do that's how they're going to fight us is they're just going to walk around yeah like, how stupid right. they kind of they i think um people today uh, from the outside are just thinking christians are so dumb um but you know it's it's that faith that we have and it like mm-hmm. it proved it back then yeah you know those walls came down mm-hmm. and I, I think it'll it, it'll i think i know it'll prove it today yeah you know, it, it seems very 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 strange mm-hmm. unless you understand yeah um yeah. and not everybody understands yeah and i think that's the so like i i the story of joshua chapter chapter six is, is the story and i have uh kind of spoken on it a few times i've got to teach and talk to people and like kind of lead like a message time and this is you know talking about finding that hope in you know seemingly hopeless situations and um, and so, like it said, that before they get into the wall itself, the army would, had to go through a 27-foot-wide, 9-foot-deep pit that surrounded the outer walls of the city, right? And so then once you get to that, then their wall itself is 17 feet high, 5-foot thick of solid stone. So, like, then all they had to do, um, if they were to get through all that, then you got the, the well-trained Canadian army that were archers up on top of the wall ready to take out, you know. And so I think that was... You know, if if they had come at, and when you think about that, like you were like walking around a wall, that's dumb, that's stupid. Why? But like, I think it, it was such a not stupid plan, but like it was such a like abnormal. What the heck are they doing? Yeah, the world wouldn't do a thing like that, right? Right. But if you think about it, like I was just thinking about this, like if they had come at the wall, if they had not trusted God, if they had come out with like let's attack the wall, yeah, they wouldn't have survived. Correct. Because they did what God said to do, and it was just walking. They had thrown the, you know, the people off so weird that they're like, what, what are you doing? That they did this for seven days, you know, and then it's, it's just constantly just, just again and again and again and again. And just that, I think that's why, you know, when you trust God, no matter how crazy the situation is, like, trust God's plan, no matter how crazy it sounds, no matter what it is, because... If you do your own thing, you may get shot. <laughs> you know, I mean, not shot literally, but you know, you're better off, yeah, trusting the Lord than than trusting in yourself. Yeah, I and think. I think, like you say, it kind of ties into um, hopelessness throughout the throughout Scripture, right? And you know, where you talked about Joseph, 
He was betrayed by his brothers. He was sold into slavery. Hopeless. Moses. Moses, too, man. Yeah. Corner on the banks of the Red Sea. You know, like, it's, you know, he, they walk up, they're like, guys, like, go this way. Like, follow the cloud. You know, was it cloud of dust or day, ball of fire by night or whatever? Yeah, cloud by day, fire by night. Yeah, like, follow this. And so they followed him, and then all of a sudden it led to a, a, a raging sea. Yeah. Like, the heck. Stuck. You know, this is this is why we should have gone back. You know, um, David versus Goliath, Gideon, 300 men versus 300,000 men. Yeah. You know, there's um, Abraham, like, he was supposed to take his son Isaac and, you know, and sacrifice him. Like, God, why? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, you know, all these people that they, they trusted God no matter what, I'm sitting there going, I'd be screaming out going, why? Why are you doing this? Why are you putting this me through this situation? Um, Lazarus died. Jesus came in. He was supposed to be the hope. Like, they're like, this is this is who God, Jesus is supposed to be. Like, he's supposed to be the Messiah, the one who comes to save us, and he died. Like, what the heck is going on? And, you know, and so you have all these things. And in that moment, and I, I love this statement. I heard someone say it. I can't remember who said it. Um, but it says, when you receive nothing, when you're faced with absolutely nothing, that's when God is about to do something. Because our God is in the business of, of uh, placing a uh, comma where we choose to place a period. Mm. You know, and like, it's not over. Hold on. Wait. Because, you know, seventh, seventh day came, right? They walked around the wall. They did exactly what they said, and the walls came down. Gideon did exactly what God said, and they, and the, they, they won the fight without even lifting a, a, a weapon. David faced a giant and did what God said in one, in one, you yeah. know, Lazarus. Time and time and time again. Just over and over again that yeah. these things happen, that where you just trust God with everything in you, and it comes out for the better. You know, and makes you wonder, like, the, the faith of David, the faith the faith of these people was such intense faith that, like, when we go through certain trials, you know, um, well, I won't talk about it on the podcast, but you know the, the trial I've been walking through recently, you know, um, and just going, why? Like, why did this happen? Like, why? But having a trust, and that's why... It's a song we did today. We did it over the weekend, uh, that If I Got Jesus. You know, I think it's one of my absolute favorite songs right now because that's that's why. If I have Jesus, that's all I need. Take this world away from me and I'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. And so. I like the song too, but mm-hmm. I think that line you just said right there, um, I think we can, I don't know what word to use. Let me Say that line again. Um, take the world, take this world away from me and I'll be okay. I think, I think the, the, I think we should take out the word. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we should put something like way better. Right. I mean, if we get, take the world away from us mm-hmm. and all of these things that we covet after and, and you know, it's just like the rich young, young ruler who, uh, Jesus is like, he's like to Jesus master mm-hmm. or a great teacher, whatever good teacher. He's like, who are you calling good? You know, nobody's right. good with God alone. So he's just kind of call him on the bluff. And he's like, mm-hmm. well, I've, you know, what what must I do? And he gives him like a legalistic answer of you must follow all of these. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's like how you have to inherit heaven uh, right. to get into heaven. But we've all fallen short. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we're doomed from birth. Um, so you must find faith in Christ. But um, Jesus is like sell all you have and give it to the poor and come follow me. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing of just like if, if the world just gets wiped away from us, mm-hmm. you know, all of our titles and all of these mm-hmm. honestly like futile things in our life that we gather. Mm-hmm. Um, if we just get rid of all of that and just follow Christ, I think our life uh, from an earthly stance, from a worldly stance would look terrible. Right. But from from those who follow like that, mm-hmm. um, I mean, just amazing. Like, yeah. I think you can kind of see that with some people that have had like a rough upbringing where they just didn't have much mm-hmm. but they have a faith in christ yeah those are some people on fire yeah you know they're just like they have faith yeah i think that's that ties into like the men's and women men and women over at our you know women's and men's center like they come in from you know alcoholics drug drug addicts worst of the worst situation and then they find christ and then it's just like this is it yeah you know and they're all on fire they're ready to go you know obviously there's certain people there's people that come through and you know it just doesn't click and it takes a couple times and stuff like that but there's certain people just lock onto it and like this is it you know and they're they're on fire and they're it's the rest of their life this is where they're going this is what they're doing because they they understand what it's like without him exactly um that with him they wouldn't want it any other way and Mm -hmm. like just watching them in church services and stuff and they're just like you know, praising louder than anybody mm-hmm. else. And it's not, you know, it's not, they're not there grabbing attention. I'll it's, tell you that. Yeah. It's, they are there because they know. Uh, and I, I think it's something that a lot of us mm-hmm. that like kind of grow up in the church yeah, um, and just don't experience things like that yeah. per se. Um, we just, I think there's just something that wisdom that they have that we don't have. Mm-hmm. And we're, we take it for granted. Yes. In this like Americanized um, mm-hmm. first world area that we're in we just i think we kind of lose a little bit of like putting our trust in the lord Mm -hmm. and putting our trust in other things things like you know insurance or job security things Mm -hmm. like that where it's like well you know if things do you know don't end up the way that you know i I anticipate well i have this to fall back on i have Mm -hmm. this to fall back on uh and it's until you lose it all man yeah Uh, and then just put your faith then yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, it's huge. So yeah. there's, um, we're going to have him on the podcast next week, uh, Ethan Rippy, and you, you, you know, his story and what's going on and people will get to hear it next week, his story, but just the faith in that family, this, all they've walked through with that and just the, the, the faith that they can, they can stand there and go like, you know, I, I encourage people to go back and watch, um, on Facebook the, when Katie Rippey at last week taught at tag, she was talking about walking through through Giles, and it is beyond, you know, powerful what she said. You know, like praising, you know, that's the she she ended and ended with singing that song, "Bright Bright Lake." We praise you anywhere, yeah. You know, and um, and just in that moment where she's like, "We just need to praise. We just need to sing. We just need to pray. Thank God." In the hard times, you know, and I think that's just it, it's cool. And that, that's where the world is kind of like, that's so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean you're praising? Yeah. Um, like you're, you're having the, you know, worst moment in your life here, but you're, you're thanking God through it. Like how, yeah. why? And I think that through that is how we can share the gospel the best way possible. Yeah. Because they can look at you and go, you know, something's off. Something's what yeah. is going on. And like <laughs> some people get, would look at you and go, way. something's yeah, off in a, yeah, in a some, good way. Yeah. Like, what do you want? You know, yeah. and then you're like, well, this is it. This is the reality of what this is, you know. Yeah, like, how did you handle that situation that way? Yeah. You know, so 
dope. But yeah, I'm excited for next week. Yeah, hearing his story. It's too. gonna it's gonna be fun. I'm gotta get him, get with him his him and his schedule to get him on on here. It'll be fun to hear what his story and how he's walking through that and just you know moving on from that situation. But well, man, I've really appreciated you being on here. It's been fun. You know, like I said, you're you know always welcome. We want you. I want you back on here soon. The next time we can get you in the area, you sure, know, try, sure. Try and get I, you back up here for before another you know <laughs> conference. Yeah, or hurricane. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So, but but yeah, man, we really do appreciate you being on here, man. Um any 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 final words of wisdom you want to share with the world? Um uh, Yeah, put me <laughs> on the spot like that, but I, I just, you know, if you can find a, a way where you can just continue to read your Bible every single day, mm-hmm. um even when you don't want to. Uh it, I think at some point and especially praying for a desire for that, I, mm-hmm. think, I think is huge. That's uh, awesome. Just finding some way where you're you're dedicating time to the Lord. Yeah, um, it is. It'll definitely be fruitful. Nice. Uh, there, there's just not a time where it's not. Even if you don't understand it, it definitely still is. Mm, that's so, good. It's a good word. Anyways, so, well, man, I, like I said, thanks for coming on to, and appreciate you being on tonight. Thank today. you, Phil. And we'll talk this today. afternoon. This whatever, after, whatever this time morning, it is. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> we'll chat soon. Good man. night, everybody. I guess. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Good morning, whatever. Hey, good good morning, America. <laughs> Non-copyrighted. <laughs>